the hard shoulder on News Talk with Nissan. Let's go the distance by keeping our distance. Nissan, innovation that excites. Well, it's always a pleasure to welcome back our two Johns, uh, John Kelleher Sr., producer, former director of film classification, and John Fardy Jr., uh, the presenter of Screen Time here on News Talk to look at the weekly films and TV offerings. And I hear you have another star guest on Screen Time, which is not only going to be aired on the show, John Fardy, but also uh, on the podcast from Friday. Who is it? The great Jim Sheridan, the director of things like uh, My Left Foot and The Name of the Father, The Field, all sorts of things. So a great interview with him. So thank you for mentioning that at the top of the piece. OK. Uh, now, John Keller, you've picked out two TV movies for us. They're, they're, they're actually coinciding. They're on Friday night, so we might need to set our record. Let's start with the one on RTE. Is this an Irish movie? It is, yeah. It's called The Drummer and the Keeper, and it's a beautiful little Irish movie directed by Nick Kelly. It's his first feature. Nick used to be, at one point, uh, the lead singer with a band called, his own band, The Fat Lady Sings. And he's also the son of somebody that you would know, former Attorney General um, John Morris Kelly. Indeed, indeed. John, John, uh, the former TDM minister. Exactly. Right, and, and South County Dublin. So, so tell me, uh, what's the storyline? It's a, a kind of a buddy movie about two unusual, um, well, two men who become friends. Gabriel is a drummer in a rock band, but he's bipolar and he has pyromaniac tendencies. And Christopher, who's only 17, has Asperger's syndrome. And he's been institutionalised by parents who are not able to look after him. So they strike up this quite unlikely friendship. It's beautifully made. It's it's very confident, light kind of touch. It, this is first feature, and uh, you're really looking forward to seeing what Nick does next. It's it's sensitive, it's feel-good, it's heartwarming, and there's a lot of warmth and humour, and there's a bit of edge to it as well. Is it really about their respective mental health issues, or is it a bromance? Uh, both. Both. Mm. All right, it's called and the drummer. There's a lot of very good, edgy kind of dialogue, sharp, witty one-liners, and it makes you think. It makes you think about their uh, mental health. Sounds like terrific the hard, soundtrack as well. Like the as, hard as shoulder, a lot of sharp, uh, witty one-liners. Okay, um, that's on it just after midnight on Friday on RTE, and then on eleven fifteen on Friday night, BBC One. Um, it's election. It's about U.S. politics, and it's nothing to do with Donald Trump. Well, yeah, it's about high school politics, actually. It's um, a social comedy um, around the uh, election for class president in a high school. And it's the first film that Reese Witherspoon, a terrific actress, but this was her first sort of leading role. She plays Tracy Flick, who's an obnoxious, smug, obsessive, uh, overachieving teenager. And it also stars Matthew Broderick, who plays the the teacher, the social studies teacher. He's unlikable and he's got complications in his own life. And he just wants to see her fail just once. He wants to have her brought down. But it is actually a metaphor for American politics. And uh, the director, Alexander Payne, who's one of my favorite directors, he did the wonderful movie Sideways. Um, he's He uses it as a sort of satire on the broader American political system, things like, you know, um, that honesty is, is a liability, not a virtue. 
the person that's willing to play dirtiest uh, is the one who's going to come out on top and so forth. Okay, great cast and a social comedy is called Election, BBC One Friday. Uh, Do enjoy both John's uh, movie picks. Now, John Fardy, let's turn to you uh, in relation to Netflix. Now, I've been watching. I'm I'm done with Game of Thrones. I did 50 episodes. I did five seasons. Time I won't get back. Uh, It just, it was gratuitous death in the end. I'm sorry I became a bit tired, tiresome with it. Uh, uh, but anyway, I gave it a good go. Uh, uh, but but what's this White Lines? Netflix yeah, on I, Tuesday, I think this on Friday. Right up your alley. This is on Netflix, landing on Friday. I've seen most of them because the nice people on Netflix sorted me out. And it takes place on Ibiza on two time periods. A sister returns to the island where her brother, Axel, disappeared. He was murdered 20 years previously. He ran off to become a famous DJ in Ibiza. She stayed at home. They kind of a difficult family life. And he sought his fortune and fame, found it to a certain extent, but then obviously met an untidy end. Fast forward 20 years, she's going to investigate what happened to him. She meets up with his old buddy. There's this very wealthy, powerful family also on the island who had something to do with it. And there's this matriarch who's kind of scary and she's kind of falling apart with her husband and then there's a priest on the scene which is kind of weird there's a lot of sex in it there's actually sex well now that I match fish from uh, uh, Game of Thrones yeah. and, and uh, normal, people, normal people is this is this right up there with nudity full frontal and all the rest of it sex well I, there's a lot of sex and there's actually sex parties in it you know and oh. I know with Covid you haven't gone to as many of those in recent weeks <laughs> so uh, you might catch up on it here but no this is really Really good. Like it's maybe a little hokey and far fetched, but it's very entertaining. Uh, it's a it's a who done it around a beautiful island with great music and sunshine. It's well acted. It's the team behind The Crown and Money Heist coming together to do something kind of in the vein of those things. So it's really good drama. I give it nearly four out of five. And as I say, I think you'd enjoy it. You'd find it very watchable and you'd go on to the next one pretty quick. And there's no swords or anything like that or flying dragons, which I know puts you All off. All right, no. White Lines, it, it has promise. A 10-part series, if you like your sex... If you like uh, a pizza and uh, a good storyline, give it a go. Now, John Farley has a Netflix recommendation also. I think it's called Ex Machina or Ex Machina. Uh, Let's take a listen firstly. You feel stupid, but you really shouldn't because proving an AI is exactly as problematic as you said it would be. What was the real test? You. Ava was a rat in a maze. And I gave her one way out. To escape, she'd have to use self-awareness, imagination, manipulation, sexuality, empathy, and she did. Now, if that isn't true AI, what the f*** is? Oh, my God. John, what is this? This is called Ex Machina, and it's really good. It's very stylish. It's a... Is, you could call it a sci-fi thriller, but it deals, as you could imagine there, with artificial intelligence. And you, Donald Gleeson, our own Donald Gleeson, is in it uh, with Oscar Isaac, who you heard there playing the CEO of the of the Internet, the, the largest Internet company in the world. Donald Gleeson, as a software techie, he gets he wins a prize in a competition. He gets to stay for a week at the spectacular mountain retreat of this billionaire reclusive CEO 
who has secretly developed the world's first AI, which is housed in the body of a beautiful girl played by Alicia Vikander. And it's it's very, very good. It's really terrific uh, mounting kind of tension thriller with a lot of menace. Uh, the visual effects are stunning and it does raise interesting ethical questions. Well, you, you know my basic difficulty, like when the dragons started to breathe the fire and the skywalkers and all this, I, I, I lost the will to live with Game of Thrones. Is this in any way credible sci-fi? Very, very, very. Yeah, it's very, very credible. And I mean, I don't even know that sci-fi is the right way to describe it, but it's it's like it's a it, it's a debate, a cultural uh, approach to, you know, the the um, the debate between the artificial and the human intelligence. And it raises all kinds of questions, but it's very well made, very stylish, very compelling. All right. It's called Ex Machina. Uh, and it's available on Netflix, and it's John Keller's recommendation, which brings us on, uh, John Fardy, to I Know This Much Is True. It started on Monday night at 9pm on Sky Atlantic, and it's available on Now Now TV. It's a six-part mm. drama miniseries. What's it all about? Yeah, Mark Ruffalo plays two characters. He plays two twins. Uh, now, caveat here, this is very dark and may not be one for the times, but I found it spine-tinglingly entertaining and watchable, I have to say. It begins, so Mark Ruffalo, as I said, plays a twin. One of them is a hard-working painter and his twin is a man who's a serious case of schizophrenia and it begins in a public library where his twin, the one with schizophrenia, carries out an act of very public self-harm. It's hard to watch, but they're making a serious point about this guy's mentality and where he's at and in his life and the two brothers are clearly dealing with a chaotic past there's some family secret that is only hinted at it involves their grandfather and Mark Ruffalo's character comes across a manuscript of his life that he needs to get translated his mother will never tell him who his father is we hear that in the first episode it's very dark but it's really compelling it's one of the best things I've seen Okay, let's, we have a clip of a short scene featuring the two twin brothers in a diner. What do you want to eat? What do you want, buddy? Oil companies. America. We're living on borrowed time, Dominic. We're just wallowing in our, in our greed and, and spiritual filth. And now it's time to pay. We're, we're going to pay the price. Hey, I don't mean to change somebody, the subject. How's your coffee cart? How's your business? For the sake of cheap oil. How do we justify that? How's your business, huh? How are we going to prevent the vengeance of God? We have no respect for human life. Okay, Sky Atlantic it is, or now TV. Check it out. I know this much is true. Uh, and if John Fardy says it's dark, it must be very dark. Okay. Uh, and, I, you know, I've gone past working out what goes on in his mind. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> it, it, he's giving this a, a big thumbs up. Big which, time. Which brings me to where I started at four o'clock. Uh, Matt Damon being on our sister station in Communicore Spin 1038. And they got the scoop this morning, which which got us going on what uh, the best Matt Damon film is. Behind the counter, Labra says Mike in Dublin. Uh, Rounders was brilliant, uh, and and many other recommendations. What 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 John Keller does it for you in terms of Matt Damon's best movie? 
Gosh, he's made so many. I'd pick three very quickly. I'd pick uh, the talented Mr. Ripley, uh, an early one. Um, I'd pick an even earlier one, Goodwill Hunting. And I would definitely pick Behind the Candelabra. All right. Interesting. John Fardy? I, I have to go for Goodwill Hunting. I just love that film from beginning, middle and end. Him and Robin Williams scenes are some of the best in cinema it's ever. It's a bit of a snore fest. It goes on a genius. bit, doesn't it? You know? No, it doesn't. And it's a, it's a good movie for crying at. I always get a little emotional watching it, I have to say. Especially when he says that line, it's not your fault, you know? Are you listening to me, Ivan? It's You're living your in Louth. You're living in Louth, <laughs> which uh, need I say more when it brings a tear to your eye. All right. My thanks to our senior uh, former director of film classification John Keller and John Boy himself, John Pardy, Pardy and The Hard Shoulder on News Talk with Nissan. Together, let's play our part by staying apart. Nissan, innovation that excites.